You're listening to Circle of Hope Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 3800 Marlton Pike. For more information, check out circleofhope.net or join us in person on Sunday evenings at 5 p.m. Have you... I, I started the evening talking about this, but I hope that you ha- can identify with me and how hard it is to change your mind, to, to interrupt a pattern, to, to break a bad habit, to do anything new at all it takes a lot of work. Do you feel me on that? Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm hoping that these, uh, you know, these questions that I'm asking uh, and uh, everyone, everyone's kind of hoping is like, yeah, yeah, I feel that way. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, good, good, good. Uh, you might feel, or if you're me, you might feel. I'm gonna. I want. I want to put a. Oh, I didn't put a. I didn't tell you about this, David. Oh snap! I don't think I can do it because I didn't tell him. But I wanted to show a video. A video of, uh, you know, those infomercials. I'll just describe it to you because you've all seen them, where the people in them are like, like, how do these people even survive? You know, like, how do you even live? Like, you, you, take a, you take a soda off the table, and it's just like, psh, or it's great. There's a whole compilation on YouTube that I wanted to show you. Like, you're getting something out of the microwave. It's so hot, you throw it across the room, <laughs> you know? You know what I'm saying? Or, like, you're, there, there's one, there was one infomercial for the Snuggie that was in there. You know what Snuggie is? It's that blanket that has sleeves. And, uh, you know, there's this woman with this super tiny blanket on the couch just trying to get under it and then the phone rings and she's like oh gosh I have to reach for the phone and my arm is cold I need a snuggie um, I think we get I think if we if we if we get serious about trying to do something new uh, we're gonna fail um, and that and so you're all like yeah that it is hard to change and it, it's I think I what I want to save us from is feeling like the people in the infomercials. Like, you might feel like you can't even live. Can't eat, you can't grab a soda, can't pour a can. You know, like, everything's just going wrong. Um, how do we do something new? Uh, I, I don't have the amazing product that's going to solve your life, but I think I have some wisdom to inform our posture, uh, our attitude toward change, uh, toward doing something new. In a a nutshell, my wisdom is this. Start small. Do something that you can do now rather than waiting to do the big, amazing thing like they're trying to sell you in the infomercial that's going to solve your life. We we get sold to a lot, and it even seeps into our minds quite a bit that we're going to have to have some solution. And if it's not a a super great idea, uh, it's not like a snap, it's not like pay $29.99 in three installments. Uh, If it's not that easy, it's not worth doing because it's not going to succeed. Mark Twain said, the difference between the right word and the almost right word is the difference between lightning and lightning bug. Yeah? Yeah? Big difference between lightning and lightning bug, but it's only a little three-word little difference there. So we're looking for these small changes that actually make a big difference. Because it's easy to think, oh, if I just do that one little thing, how's it, gonna make, how's it actually going to change? Am I actually going to be doing anything new if I just make a small change? I really, we're, we're, we're Americans. We need to make big changes. We need to change the whole thing. Throw it all out. Start over again. Have a new fight. Um, or how about this one? Have you heard of the, the Wicked Bible from 1631? Here's another little small change in wording. Check that out. It's in the fancy writing. 
You notice something missing there? Thou shalt commit adultery. Forgot something small, N-O-T. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Small changes make a big difference. And I think this can be really good news. Uh, like the small difference uh, this week, I'm thinking, between uh, my son's torso and his head. My son Oliver is six years old, and the distance between his belly button and his head is about two feet. And uh, last Sunday, I wasn't here because he got run over by a car. Some of you have heard the story, some of you haven't. And it was just amazing, just an incredible miracle that the car, you know, ran over him just so, and that his spongy little body just bounced right back. He's here tonight. So I'm praising God for that. Will you praise God with me for that? I want to keep demonstrating these small differences that make a big, di- these small changes that make a big difference. And I need a, uh, I need a volunteer that will, that will do what I say and come up here. Tom, yes. Come up here, Tom. Give Tom a hand, everybody. All right, come stand right here next to me, Tom. All right. And I got, we're going for small changes. So this is like, this is, this is important that you look exactly that direction. See how he's doing that? He's looking out that way. All right, I measured this. Now just, just do whatever I say, okay? <laughs> Take one step forward. Don't lose your trajectory. Don't change your trajectory, okay? Wait a sec. Maybe just, uh, okay. Now take like four more steps. Keep going. Keep going. There you go. No, yeah, keep moving. You might have to like walk around a chair, but just keep, keep going that direction. Keep going. No, 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 no. That's cheating. Keep going. You're right there. Straight through there. Yeah, keep going. It's a little difficult, I know. But get, keep, keep going on your trajectory. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. Oh, he's kind of going to the right. He's cheating. Should have gone on the other side of Lauren and Jenny. Yeah, keep it straight. There you go. But that's all right. All right. Yeah, it's a little difficult. You have to adjust. Keep going. Keep going. Hit, hit the wall. You, you don't have to go through the wall. All right. Thank, thank you. Okay, stay right there. Stay right there. I need another volunteer. Your, your job's going to be easier. Scott, he just stands right up. Okay, remember, remember Tom's trajectory? Straight. He, he's, he's a little off. Step to the left a little bit. You cheated, Tom. To le- there you go. That's about That's right. So he was right there. Now let's just make a small change. Just a slight change. Okay. Walk forward. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, that wasn't enough change. Come back here. This is supposed to be easy. Okay, just, just a, a slight, slight more change. There we go. Go. Oh, so much easier. Just a slight change makes a big difference. Okay, now stop about right there. You've gone about the same distance. See, they start at the exact same point, slight difference, and now they're already that far apart. Pretty great. Um, Stay there for a minute. You guys are still my, 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 my props. So if you keep going, though, you know, over the course of 10 steps, that's how far they've gotten apart already. Significant difference over the course of 10 steps. But let's say they walked that direct, the same direction for an hour. And if you know Camden or, like, uh, Camden County geography, I did the math, or I, I, I used, like, a protractor. Um, Tom's going to end up at, like, Palmyra Nature Cove at, like, the, uh, the bridge there, the Burlington Palm, what is it, the Palmyra, Taconi Palmyra Bridge. And you're only going to get to like, Pet, like Petty's Island in, in the Delaware. Those are kind of far apart, right? You know, like all the way up the river, you know? But if, we, uh, if they keep going for eight, 85 hours, 
One's going to be in Syracuse, New York, and the other one's going to be in Saratoga Springs, New York. That's a 130-mile difference. Very small change over a long distance gets them 130 miles apart. You know, small changes make a big difference. Thank you, volunteers. Give them a hand. Here's my, here's my, my, my math that I can prove that to you with. Painter's tape and Google's ma Google Maps. It's very precise. Um, small change over a long period of time makes a big difference. At the beginning of the year, we're thinking about making changes. Like I said at the, at the beginning of our meeting, January, thank you. At the beginning of 2017, as Jesus followers, there's a lot in the world we can see that needs to change. Uh, all transformative growth, though, takes time. Start small, but then keep walking for like 85 hours, and you get 130 miles apart. But let's just start uh, with that turning, you know, what, what Scott did. I, I lined him up so he could get going in a slightly different direction than Tom. That in itself, it's a small thing, but that is the hard part about, you know, at least the first step of, of doing something new is making that turn. Just, you know, it's, it's a little adjustment, but it takes a lot because you're used to walking straight. You know, get that, do you get my metaphor enough? Uh, you might feel like that bumbling fool on the infomercial all the time, whether it's in your relationships, you know, your consistent fears, general lack of kindness in every conversation and interaction. You might see that, see all of that and think that the world will never change either. You're not going to change. The world's not going to change. It's all a mess. Why even bother doing that slight shift? I might, I mean, why move forward at all? I, I think actually, you know, I, there might be two points here, but you've got to make the turn and then be convicted to go forward in the new direction. Of course, you have to keep going all the way to New York, and that, that's another spiritual problem, but I'm just starting with the turning here tonight. I just want to think about how to turn and what, what's going to give me the, the enough motivation to, to trust that if I do make this change and I go the distance, it's going to get me somewhere new. I've never been there before. I don't know if this is going to work. That trepidation, that not knowing, is a hard barrier to overcome. And I think we all know it pretty well. If I can't change, if people can't change, if the world can't change, then why make that slight degree shift at all? That's the, that's the obstacle that we face at the beginning of a journey that we might take together in doing something new, actually doing something new, not the same old thing. You could come up with a lot of reasons uh, for why someone might make that change. You know, I think there's, a, I think the self-help section at the bookstore is all about that. Uh, but you might not be surprised that my answer is Jesus. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you uh, about it. I want to start with um, Ephesians to help us. A lot of the New Testament is written by this guy, Paul, uh, who was uh, an apostle, one who was sent by God to lots of new places. Uh, and he ch one of, early on in his, in his ministry, he planted a church in Ephesus, which is in modern-day Turkey. Uh, and over the, next few things, uh, over the next few weeks, I think we, we would do well to keep meditating on what it takes to do something new 
uh, and how Jesus helps us to do it in community, because that's what the letter that Paul writes to the Ephesians is all about. How can you be in Christ together and do something new, like be a church, like Circle of Hope, or be a new version of yourself, or do a new thing with the people that you love? So I want to start with chapter 3, though. We're not going to do the whole book. Um, because chapter 3 is the, uh, the end of this prayer that kind of takes up the whole first part of the book. Let's, let, let's read this. Maybe someone else will read this for us. The word that keeps coming up throughout that prayer is power. Uh, and it's not the type of power that we were, uh, or our country was celebrating or decrying this weekend. It was this power of the Holy Spirit, this enabling presence that allows us to do the new thing. I'll tell you, I'll tell you right from the start, this is, what, this is what I want you to get out of this, is that the new thing that you're going to do, that you're called to do by Jesus, by our community, is going to be enabled by the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't have to do it alone. You're only giving what you've been given. And, and recognizing that is the, 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 the fortitude that you need to go all the way to Syracuse, so to speak. Amen there at the end is, is just a fancy word for so be it. Uh, and uh, it means it's kind of the end of this prayer that's been going all the way since like the first chapter of, of Ephesians. And this opening prayer is the foundation for the rest of the letter, which gets into some instructions. There's, Paul gets down to brass tacks. This is how you do life in community. Let me tell you about it. Um, but before he does that, he spends most of his time describing who Jesus is, what Jesus has done, and how we are connected and caught up in that reality that Jesus has created. Spends a long time talking about how we are transformed because of what Jesus has done. The gift that Jesus has given us is now ours, and we, we have it to give. And we have it to use to do that little turn. If you want to do something new, if you want to break some patterns, if you want to build something better than the powers that be are offering us, we start with who we are because of who Jesus is. You know, the Bible isn't just a bunch of rules and orders that you need to muster enough courage or willpower uh, or, or fortitude to, to execute on your own. Everything we are told to do, we are empowered to do. Everything we want to do that's new, everything that we're called to do that might be new, that change, we're given the power to do it. And that's what Paul is talking about here. So this, this passage here that I chose from the, the, the third chapter is kind of a summation of the first part of Ephesians. Paul's praying that they have a real sense of that empowering spirit, that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit. And this is going to happen in a lot of different ways. But the kind of connections we can make are like the one that Paul makes in the, that first sentence. I kneel before the Father from, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I'm going to make a lot out of that. Because God, this is, this, is the, this is the thinking that Paul is doing. God is the source of family. The, the bonds of love that we experience naturally in the course of our human lives are derivatives 
They are derived from a source. They come from God. Our work as a community in Christ is to help each other remember how we are derivative. We, we come from someone that we help each other to keep the dots connected between the source and our experience. It's easy for us to forget where anything comes from, especially in a world with such rapid uh, uh, capacity to change ideas. Just to, uh, We appropriate things, we change them, we twist them, and all of a sudden it's a new thing, and we don't even remember where it came from. My favorite example of this are memes on the internet. You know, you, you know what a meme is? It's like this thing that people are passing around on Facebook or posting on Reddit, and it's like some, usually it's like some funny thing, and there's like a style of, of thing that you're doing, and you're, you're kind of copying each other and making new funny things, and it kind of, it's like a Xerox machine where it keeps making copies, but the, 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 new, uh, the new piece of paper is slightly like degraded from the original. So like, one of the, one of the like things that I I've, I've I've recently discovered on the internet or just people saying is we out here. Have you heard anyone say we out here? You know we out here. You haven't heard this yet. I just heard Christina Rainey saying it on a, a Facebook video. Christina Rainey is is the star of our friend John Olszewski's documentary called Quest: The Sound and the Fury, which is now at Sundance Film Festival. Pretty big deal. John Olszewski is is part of our church part of the North Broad congregation. He's at Sundance. They're in Utah right now, and she's on Facebook Live saying, we out here? Because they had to walk in the snow to get to the, to the event that they were going to because it's Utah and it's snowing. Um, and uh, we out here is uh, described by Urban Dictionary. Uh, says in in, is, It's a term originated from San Francisco, California, attributed to professional skateboarder Larry Redman who first coined the term to express the arduous labor of the, that consisted uh, the arduous labor of practice in skateboarding tricks skating hard putting in work etc consequently now the term uh, has since evolved to also denote being out here in the hustle like with drugs actually some um, or or just on the grind surviving the struggle and and etc of of like living uh, in the world today. We out here, you know? We're making it. We out here. I, has anyone actually heard this? We out here? Oh, come on. Oh, all right, Bryce. I, you know, I just, I had to learn from Christina. She, she, I, I thought it was cool. And then I looked it up, and I found, you know, the internet does really crazy, amazing things. Uh, so you got the, uh, the Pokemon Squirtles out there being, being out here, um, and it, it, it's no longer, so, so this this image right here has nothing to do with skateboarding, has, you know, has nothing to do with the original story. It's like being out here is like being a gangster, and these squirtles on Pokemon, are, are, they got a crew, okay? And we out here, all right? No, those are squirtles. Those, come on, you have a six-year-old, you know this. Um, although I think a Ninja Turtle meme of we out here would probably be appropriate. Back to the passage. Oh, no, I'm not back to the passage. This is my point. Um, you know, the, the connection between the original story of Larry Redman 
and the squirtles with sunglasses. You know, it's, it's all twisted. The, 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 the dots got disconnected, and now it's something that it wasn't originally. So we have this experience of familyhood that, that is kind of universal. It can be twisted, just the same, but, but our understanding of the love that is in family, this ideal that we understand, these moments of real intimacy that kind of shape who we are as human beings, God made that. God made that up. And so when we experience it beautifully, which I hope, some, I hope everyone has experienced it in some way, if not with their uh, family of origin, with some new version of family like the one we're creating here in this church, I hope that um, your experience of that familyhood allows you to connect the dots to this perfect father that has created familyhood altogether. He wrote the meme, and it's not twisted. There is truth in it. So now back to the passage. That kind of thinking is what Paul's doing um, and what we are called to do with each other to help us remember. Uh, and Paul's reminding us there. But here's my favorite part. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. When we keep that connection strong, together with all God's holy people, that's us, we experience this rooting, we experience this establishment in love. God's love expressed to us in Jesus is the soil out of which we grow. It provides the sustenance that helps us keep moving when we've made that little shift. That song that we sang, Remain in me. Remain in me, for I am the vine and you are the branches. Uh, we will bear very good fruit, but apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. but we are with Jesus. That's the starting place. When Tom and Scott are standing here, they're rooted and established in love. And if they can be there and have a sense of that familyhood, that love, if they can start from that place, even though it's hard, doing that little turn feels easier. And trusting enough to go the distance, to know, okay, I made this change, and I'm going to go for it, that starts out of this establishment in love and goes forward uh, and Jesus goes with us. We only have to give what we've been given. We can, we only have to do our best. I mean, may, you know, like Tom started right here and, and Scott initially, he, he wanted to walk through the chairs too, or I, I directed him improperly, but like maybe that was enough, you know? Might have taken longer to get 130 miles apart, uh, but he made the change. We, you do what you can, and that is probably enough. In fact, no, it is enough. Do what you can. Make the change and keep moving with it, and you're going to see the results. When we stay connected to that source, we're able to do, Paul tells us, immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. It's going to be better than you think it's going to be because you don't have an imagination for the future that Jesus has planned for you. And if you accept that, you'll be ready to receive the better stuff. 
So let's remain in him for a moment together. Let's spend some time connecting those dots. Feel your roots in God's love and imagine with Jesus how you can make some small changes that will bear very good fruit, even if it takes a long time. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect tab at circleofhope.net.